0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and of course, my co-host, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. I'm Robbie. Yeah. We need like a, a you, house band. Yeah, for well, this show. let's just talk about how excited you are about your little studio, your new little I am so podcast. excited about mm. it.
1: Yeah. So, you know, because we've been moving, right. Like from, you know, Utah, I'm traveling so much, you know, I had my microphone and my things and I had a ring light, like every, you know, streamer person gets these days. Mm. But it just was like, it was reflecting my glasses all the time. I had yeah. wires everywhere. Yeah. It was always a pain in the butt. And now uh, thanks to my lovely wife, Rebecca and her, Creating this, she ordered these like foam sound insulating things that she she uh, mounted onto cardboard that is placed all around me. We got these <laughs> lights on stands with a with a remote. There's the remote for my lights, so they don't reflect and they're very. Oh, it's just. <laughs> I love this. It's a
0: studio now. It's
1: awesome.
0: You are so ecstatic and euphoric, yeah, and in love. I really love. am. You are am. in love right now. I am. Right with my studio. With your studio. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> wow. Well, you know that makes me uh, that makes me a little jealous to know oh. that you've got all these extra things there, and i, I haven't I haven't gotten any sound reducing foam, but. But maybe I don't need it as much. I don't, I don't sound really very hear- echoey for you. No, do you I? don't sound echoey. Okay. Our, our yeah. new
1: place here is you know, Super it's like marble floors and hard yeah. surfaces everywhere. It was very echoey. And yes. so I felt like I had to do something.
0: I'm going to say right now, I'm going to go yes. on a limb and say this, that when it comes to the world of podcasters, all yes. the podcasters out there, I would venture to say that we are the most nomadic of probably anyone else out we- there. We, Am I right? We move around a bit. Yeah, yes. you travel all the time. I'm traveling. I'm You're tra- traveling. Yeah. Yes. Right? I mean, yes. it's pretty- I don't know. Yeah. Most podcasters, they live in one city and they podcast from that city from their home. We Y- you split time between Vancouver, Salt Lake, and at one point Atlanta, myself, yeah. Las Vegas, yeah. Los Angeles, Calgary. So we always have three locations that we're jumping around to, practically, right? I love it. Um, I love yeah. it. So that's just who we are. This week's episode is Day of Honor. Oh. Mm. Say no more. of Uh, Say no more Close your mouth Yes, just say the title only We won't go any further than that Day of Honor Okay. Okay, so
1: this week's episode is Day of Honor We are going to go watch it, Garrett and I We're going to make our notes And we are going to come back and tell everybody Our thoughts on Day of Honor See you soon See ya
0: All right, everybody, we are back from watching Day of Honor. And I stand yes, I stand corrected. I did not think this was <laughs> the exterior space floating. This moment. was the
1: floating in the spacesuits. Hey. I I thought I remembered that being the I Love You episode.
0: God, I really thought that was later. I did not think it happened at this point in the, in the and game. And as soon
1: as you said, as soon as you told me, oh, no, I don't think it's the space thing. I'm like, well, then maybe it's the cave Batleth thing. But it's not even that. No, it's no. Not- there,
0: well, there is a cave. You're right about that. But that's yeah. that's the uh, the holographic program, right? That you yeah. helped design with Torres. All right. So let's just start off. This is written by Jerry Taylor. This is directed. Is this Jesus' first? By the way. No, it's his second, second episode. Okay, it's his
1: second episode because yes. he he directed. F- I want to say Fair Trade. Okay, I think he did Fair Trade in okay. season three. Uh-huh. He had done. Jesus had directed DS9 episodes. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how we we got him on Voyager.
0: Okay, so he so, had directed
1: some some uh, DS9
0: episodes. So he's he cut his. Trek teeth on DS9 yes. and then came up yes. to Voyager. And let's give him the proper credit. His full name is Jesus Salvador Trevino. So yes. uh, that is the full name of Jesus, who, again, really wonderful guy. We really enjoyed wonderful. working with him. I loved mm-hmm. Jesus. I so loved calm, so competent, very and so calm. relaxed about everything. Yes. Right. So, yeah. And I
1: think that my memory is that um, with Jesus, that mm-hmm. he had been an editor he came from post-production yes that's right that way back in too. the day yeah and he had been in post-production and started as an editor and then became yeah. a director and yeah. he was just always a very calming influence he was very yes very easy to work with i thought his um direction was very smart and mm-hmm. point and um yeah and also he lived down in venice beach where I lived. Oh. So he was like kind of a neighbor. I see. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was old school, yeah. L.A., Jesus, awesome guy. So we, Jesus, we yes. loved Jesus. We, we loved, loved him Jesus. at the time. We loved him. Um, he directed a lot of episodes, and and I learned a lot from him. He was a very smart, very wise director. hmm Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's talk about some of the guest stars real quick. Um, Alan Altshuld, Alan yes. Altshuld, who Altsch- plays...
1: Loomis Loomis is Loomis. Yeah. Yes. By the way, I want to say right now, and I'll bring it up again, the makeup for these Katarian, are they Qatarian? Is no, that- they're, they're called Katati um, Katati. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. The Katati makeup. Yeah. Was phenomenal. I think really good between the hands, the extended hands, mm-hmm. the detail to the sort of dinosaur like face. I thought yeah. it was, I thought the makeup department did a phenomenal job. And, and what's
0: cool, though, Robbie, I'm going to interrupt you, is that when we first see the Katati the spokesperson on screen, yeah. who is, I think, Loomis at the time, right? Yes, that's, that's Alan Altshild. That's Alan Altschild in the cockpit on yeah. the view screen. You only see him dead on. Not until later... Do you see the profile, the hands, and a profile of that alien makeup, which is completely got all these extra dimensions, a lot, a lot of levels going on, very complex makeup, looking um, quite, quite good actually, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then we have Michael Krawick, who, who is listed as uh, what's the name that we have? What do you have for him? His. I don't have a
1: note for that, but he was the. Wasn't he the? um, The
0: no, no. He's the. He's another. This is where where it gets confusing. He's another Katadi. He's another Katadi, and it's like so.
1: I because that makeup was so good. Yeah. I thought it was the same guy in both the beginning and the end, but I think we had we had two different Katadi in there. Right,
0: because he's Ramen. Okay. So there's Loomis like the and noodles. Ramen, like the noodle, but I'm, I had re- <laughs> I made a note of that by the I way. It was like uh, noodles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't soup? know. It was just confusing because I thought it was newman New- Newman or something like that. I couldn't hear Promising. a lot of times it's hard to hear when they whenever they say who they are. It's just hard to hear what they're saying and yeah. make out. Um, but evidently there's two different Katadi, the one on screen, and then one later that comes into the briefing room, or maybe that's, the one that comes to get the technology at the end. So there's of black some confusion them at the end. Yeah, yeah, so there's a little I, confusion of of Alan's character. Well, here's and Michael's the here's character. the thing: that makeup is so good, yeah,
1: so specific, yeah, that I just assumed it
0: was one guy, the same guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Yeah. And we have Mr. Kevin P. Stillwell, who portrays the Klingon uh, in the holodeck program that Paris. Helps Torres program for her Day of Honor ritual. So Kevin P. Stillwell there. So those are that's our shout out to all of our our guest actors, which is something that we should do more of, Robbie. We, we should, should really talk about these guys because they yeah. deserve it, right? Yeah. Okay. Can we start also, with our synopsis? Oh, do you have something else? I, yes. I just want to say
1: one last thing. Jerry Word Taylor. Jer- Jerry Taylor wrote the script. Yes. And I did not realize how that Jerry Taylor was still writing scripts in season four. I thought oh. by then she had sort of stepped away so um, that she was more of a consultant on our show and not an actual, you know, day-to-day screenwriter, but she had written, she wrote the script. Could this be uh, her
0: final script that she wrote for Voyager? It might
1: be. I don't Hmm. know. We can look into that, but, but I did, as we hmm. watched this after I watched this episode, I looked up a few things. I know that she was very invested in taking the Tom and Bolana relationship to a new level. She thought yeah. they had been dancing around it for too long. Yeah. They needed, like she felt they needed to come out and be explicit and just embrace it. And I know Brandon Braga and some of the other writers had been more cautious and wanted mm. to stay away from it. So I'm really glad that Jerry pushed for this script in the way that it plays out. I thought it was great.
0: Well, playing off of the last episode where Kes gave the gift to Voyager mm-hmm. of the uh, closer proximity to home. Now, Jerry Taylor gives the gift of the relationship or the okay, the the stamp of approval for yeah. Paris and Torres to be a couple now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right, let's do our synopsis. Let's do, let me get to my limerick. Right. I think we start with haiku, right? So, okay. Always, always haiku first. Here, you find your limerick. Tell me when you're ready and I'll, I'll start am, my haiku. I am ready. Because every time you tap your phone, your, your whole screen bounces the all screen over the bounces place. Right. Yeah, it looks like there's an earthquake in Vancouver. Okay, yeah. here we go. Um, my haiku for Day of Honor. <clears throat> Seven wants to work. Balana's worst day ever. Katati are jerks.
1: <laughs> I like it. That's the thing about a haiku is it's, it's just right to the point. So to the point. It's just very, the essence. It's the essence. Okay. Here we go with our <laughs> yeah, limerick, go. our limerick for day of honor. I can't wait. Balana's quite grumpy. Doesn't like the day of honor. Then the warp core is ejected. The trip home could be longer. When Tom and Balana float in space, they share big feelings and an awkward embrace. Uh Now they both have some things to ponder.
0: Wow! I thought you, you were go. already done with it. I jumped in no. a little too early. Wow. You did jump is, in a little too early. I, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in that one. There's a,
1: a limerick is much more complex as you it really as is. remember.
0: Yeah, it really is. I was a little confused because I thought the first two lines are supposed to rhyme. How does it, how does it go? Yeah,
1: isn't it? Balana's quite grumpy. Doesn't like the day of honor. Okay. Then the warp core is ejected. The trip home could be longer.
0: Oh, okay. Because I thought Tom that. When Tom and Balana
1: mm, float mm. in space, they yes. share big feelings in an awkward embrace. Embrace. Yes. Now they both have some new things to ponder ponder very good
0: very there good go. i like it
1: i like it yeah the limerick as you remember you used to spend i, I got text from you saying i'm not ready i need for hours
0: that would take you me so much more time and yeah. hours and hours at least another another hour minimum just to do <laughs> the limerick for the limerick but, only but but hey but you know you have the assistance of rj uh rebecca and she really and she by assistance, pull that stuff you mean, out of the air, you yeah. mean basically she's doing. Um, she's basically doing most of it. She's yes. not doing them, but maybe she is. <laughs> good job, okay. Rebecca. Okay. <laughs> no, it's really good. Okay, All right, here we go. Let's Car- start it up. Bay. We start cargo in cargo bay.
1: bay, and there's seven coming out of the another slow film version of. There's cargo bay. There's mm-hmm. seven in the sexy outfit. She's mm-hmm. a Borg. It was just I, I felt this time like all right we've seen this moment before yeah like yeah. I'm tired of seeing seven yeah seven's a Borg, and she's in a skin tight outfit I get it yeah um, but we do it again and then we she do. wakes up and and there's Chakotay and she basically says to Chakotay I need a duty assignment because I'm lonely I'm used to being with a whole collective and I need to connect with people I just I'm feeling lonely
0: you just said duty. I said duty you sure did duty 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 yes <laughs> I, I i and i do now remember the name for what she regenerates it it's a borg it's a- regeneration alcove. alcove i couldn't remember yes. that last episode i'm like why do you say that dang thing it's it's an alcove okay it's an alcove yeah, yeah. so she she wants a duty assignment from Chicote. yes yes she does she's right. lonely but that yeah. makes total sense like yeah. And, and it's
1: a wonderful little um, subliminal setup for the whole episode, really, about connection, about mm-hmm. about a human experience of feeling connected. And, yeah. And Tom and B'Elanna play that in the love story. And yeah. And and it plays out in lots of great ways.
0: I'm so. OK with the sort of slow push in. I know we've already done it. We showed her and all her magnific- magnificence. I know we've seen that and I'm OK with it. Let's just see in successive episodes if they keep hitting on that over and over again, then I'll be bored. I mean, you're already kind of tired of it, but I'm, I'm kind okay. of tired of it right I'm now. Okay. But, okay.
1: but yeah, I, I feel like this is it. Like, let's not do this beat again. We right. know she's, she sleeps yes. in an alcove. Yes. We know she's a ex-borg. I get yes. it. it's yes. But don't spend a lot of time on it. Got it. Um, all right. So we go to engineering mm-hmm. and Vorik is there. We haven't seen him for a long time. No. Vorik is there. He's fixing a leak in some kind of coupling or something. Yeah. And Balana is really irritated. You're right. She's snapping at him. Yeah. Yeah. She she's like, come on, fix this thing. She's and having, you, a,
0: she's you having a bad day already. Yeah. Obvious. She's
1: having a bad day already. You can tell.
0: Well, we know, we know what we do remember the last time we saw Vorik, or at least you should. Oh you were, yeah, you were fighting for the love of your woman, with
1: which, by the way, <laughs> with Vorik. By the way, let me say, like Actually,
0: you didn't fight; she fought. Excuse me. Yeah. But
1: by the way, shouldn't there be some awkwardness with Vorik and Bolana? Like that's one thing I missed in this episode. I'm like, wait a minute, Vork just had yes. the pon Far last time we mm-hmm. saw him, and that was a big deal and now they're just acting like oh they're just co-workers agreed like, where's the awkward ponfar
0: agreed yeah. i would definitely should have been some awkwardness there was no tracking whatsoever of that awkwardness no. that they literally fought to the death yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. almost killing each other yeah and now they're just they're okay with it i guess i don't know um, Taurus is a bad news. She's snappy with Vorik. Paris mm-hmm. asks about their. Paris shows up and he asked about their dinner plans. Are we still going out tonight? Mm-hmm. And then um, he asks, hey, are you going to be still going through with that day of honor ritual? And that's when she says, nah, I've decided against it, which yeah. Paris is not too happy about because clearly he spent time helping her develop this program, you know, but he's like, okay, all right. She's had a bad day. I can tell that that she's not having anything, you know. Well, she says like,
1: I had a sentimental moment where I thought maybe mm-hmm. I'd do some of this, but you know what? Nah, I decided I'm having a bad day. I don't want to do it. Right. And I like Paris's line. He's like, oh, well, I wouldn't want to get too sentimental. Yes. Because it's already <laughs> setting up like, you know, she doesn't want to deal with feelings. and right. He's being sarcastic. And, yeah. uh, um,
0: and if, and if you think of it, she does enumerate everything that's happened to her. Right. It starts off with waking up late, which is already the biggest, worst yeah. thing to have to happen. If you're, if you have a duty, assignment that you have to uh, appear for. Yep. Then the sonic shower malfunctions. Then yep. she misses breakfast. And now she's not hungry. She's hangry, right? Angry and hungry together because well, you she need also to have says food.
1: that a couple of people were sick in engineering. Yes. She had to yep. cover deal with and that. And by the way, in a you know Rebecca said in that moment we're watching it and she's like, wait a minute, two people are sick. Why is anybody sick? Like you've, you're have Star Trek. Like they just go to sickbay and get a spray. Like, oh, I'm feeling kind of nauseous. Okay, Psh, have a spray. Like yes. honestly, that's...
0: Uh, that, that was using 20th century mindset yeah. into writing this script, the yeah. dialogue for this script, Nobody right? would be I, just no. sick. Yes. Like either they're dead
1: <laughs> or they're working. But- sure but nobody calls in sick yes. i mean that's an interesting thing about starfleet if you think about it like yes. in the future yeah yeah you're either dead or you're working there's no sick days anymore
0: that's right. Um, That's right. And plus we have no outside influences to catch any viruses from really, you know, no. I mean, everyone's oh. kind of in the same ship and hanging out with each other. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's some question marks there, some holes in the script. Okay. Yeah. But all these things together kind of puts us, puts her into this mood that she's in. And I love your line when you're walking out of engineering to Chicote, be careful. You know, you're like, you're warning him.
1: <laughs> right. So Chakotay comes into engineering, and he he tells Bolana. He says, uh, "I've talked to Seven, and she's feeling like she needs some kind of purpose or job here. She wants to work in engineering." Balana says, "Absolutely not. In fact, Balana says at this point the transwarp technology is too dangerous. We shouldn't be playing with that." Yeah, Which we have turns no experience. True, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> is we freaking eject a warp core, <laughs> like, Balana's right here. Chakotay goes, "Nope." <laughs> And in fact, she calls him naive, I think. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And he says, you know what? Lieutenant, mm-hmm. he goes, this is an order. Seven's doing it. Yeah. And so. Yeah. He pulls
0: with, rank on her.
1: He pulls rank. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, let me jump into the next one. Uh, so yeah. Janeway's ready room. We're now in Janeway's ready room. Janeway is talking to seven and she says, you know what? That name, seven of nine, it's just a little too cumbersome is the word she used. And yep. so she suggests, how about just using seven? And well,
1: actually, first she suggests Annika. Oh, Annika, right, right. What right, about right, your right. given name? Sorry, what about? Yeah let's try what about mm-hmm. that the human name and yeah she's like no nope.
0: and she's like nope i've never even known myself to be you know she has no recollection of being even called that name mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's no good for her so then she suggests seven and she says well it's what does she say it's inaccurate but uh, but efficient but uh yes. Sufficient. sufficient yes or it is. yeah it's sufficient yes. i want to start using that in real life sufficient you know it's sufficient it's sufficient that'll, that'll be sufficient <laughs> all right uh now we're on the bridge um there's a ship approaching it's damaged yes. but functional and it's damaged the Katati. But functional. right and
1: there are several dozen life signs and mm-hmm. it's it's all very and uh then this this character comes on the view screen and he introduces himself he says i'm ramen and i was like i made a note noodles oh you <laughs> ramen noodles Is that, uh, you know they have to make up a lot of alien yeah. names yeah and i'm sure Ramen just you know they were they were just out of names and they decided to go with ramen
0: noodles or jerry ryan was was sorry jerry taylor was in the kitchen on her laptop tapping away and she looked yeah. over at a at something over on this left and it was a package of ramen noodles and she thought perfect ramen perfect ramen that yeah. ramen is the ramen name. yeah um this species has been mostly decimated by the yep. assimilation by the Borg. Only a few thousand escaped. Millions of Qatari used to were be alive,
1: right? Proud and accomplished people, mm-hmm. he said. Yeah. And they're
0: very embarrassed
1: by the situation. Yeah. Yeah, Which very is, much so.
0: Yeah, it's and very sad. You know, what's so funny is that every time we come across an alien race, they always say, we were a very proud and accomplished race. Like nobody ever says, we were very cowardly and we did nothing, you know, in his, <laughs> in, our, right. in our history. We're basically the slackers of the Delta Quadrant. No one has said that to yeah. us yet. Um, no, not but yet. But they, uh, they asked for food, supplies, and thorium isotopes from us. And Jayway's yes. like, okay, all right, sounds good. And they're very sympathetic by the way this mm-hmm. is yeah it's it's
1: very and, and this is the first time I saw this makeup uh watching the episode and I gotta say again I thought um I thought they did, the makeup department did a phenomenal job this was a, one of my favorite alien makeups it just looked the way the actor wore it it just looked very authentic in a in a non-human way I thought it was very cool
0: yeah it, I get I'm sorry. I was I, going to say it gives me the heebie-jeebies a little bit because there is a segment of the population that can't look at things that have holes in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's trictophobia or something is the name of it. But right. that makeup has all these holes and gaps in it, so it was kind of hard for me to look at. Even I was oh. impressed by it, yes, and I said, but uncomfortable,
1: but uncomfortable, yes. Interesting. Yes. Well, I also I found the actor's speech pattern to be slightly uncomfortable. I got to say it mm-hmm. was very sort of halted and broken. Yeah. rhythm I don't know I don't know if that was direction I don't know if that was I, I'm not sure where that came from but I found that a little distracting I gotta be honest
0: hmm. I and liked I, it I thought it was just it added a little you know a, a different element to it you know I, and I felt yeah. whether it was Jesus's idea or that particular actor I don't know but to me you know it's it kind of changed things a little bit I, I hmm. didn't mind it so much
1: yeah, it was a little—it was a little distracting to me, but mm-hmm. I appreciate the effort to do something non-human. Yeah. in all the ways, I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Right. Um,
1: yeah. So we go to engineering, and um, this is where I made a big note: like, why aren't Belana and Vorik more awkward? Like, they're working <laughs> together on this transwarp technology, and they're—they're <laughs> they're trying to incorporate some of the Borg technology and this transwarp technology into the uh, the warp drive. And Balana and Seven have a lot of friction. But I'm like, why aren't Balana and Vorik sort of yeah. a little more awkward? I don't know. That, I, that, that bothered me that we didn't track that.
0: Well, probably because she's so busy being mean to Seven. And she's, I don't recall yes. her being this mean. I, I was like, oh, my goodness. No, she she's, was
1: pretty nasty. She's calling
0: Seven. her out. Like, do you have yeah. any feelings of remorse regarding the Katari and any other species that you've assimilated? I mean, she's so pissed off about yeah this. she does like, not
1: want seven what there. yeah
0: yeah yeah and okay. seven
1: gets it and seven's like i'm gonna go back to my alcove yeah, yeah. <laughs> and wait for this <laughs> yeah. everything just to, you know all this computer yeah. stuff to catch up and i'm going back to my board crib i'll be gone yeah. and i'll see you in a bit yes but part of it is balana's grumpy mood like she's having yes, a bad, yes, a bad yes. awful day That's and she's true. taking it out on seven on, a little it's well, a little amplified here.
0: she's taking it out on everybody Correct? She's already taken it out a bit on you, on Chakotay, on Vorik, definitely, and now Seven gets the brunt of it, right? So everyone's getting a little bit of it.
1: Yeah, so we go to the mess hall, and Neelix brings some blood pie. He's so happy to bring some blood pie over for Day of Honor, which is is a traditional sort of holiday. The Day of Honor is kind of like I read a little bit about uh, Jerry Taylor after we watched this. Hmm. Jerry Taylor talked about the um jewish holiday of yom kippur and sort mm. of looking back at at how you had behaved that year and seeing if you could do anything differently if you could make amends or interesting. if you had any regrets or things that's a, that's yeah yom, yom kippur is is a jewish holiday and so day of honor is sort of a version of that in the klingon mythology
0: interesting what and did that blood pie look like to you i'm curious It looked like a, it looked like a, um, to me,
1: a, what's the, um, like a sassafras pie or something. Oh, It looked kind of reddish, Uh, but like a fruit pie to me. It didn't, you know, that's what I saw.
0: Okay. What I saw was roasted red pepper hummus. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was thinking more like an apple, like sassafras or, or some kind of, red root of some kind root beer or whatever that is
0: or maybe a beet pie beet. or something with a little yeah, red maybe in something there. with yeah. some redness pumpkin in yeah okay uh-huh. all right cool um well she refuses it she's like no you know i i am um, i'm not gonna go through with this day of honor thing and and she's also a little bit surprised and annoyed that neelix even knows about this you mm-hmm. know so she's not again in a bad mood and then he sits her down and says look you know i know you have a temper And I'm going to offer you this uh, gift. Let me be your your pressure valve valve to blow off steam. Basically a punching bag, right? So come here and call me names and this and that, and I'll be okay with it. He says, he says, call me names, insult me,
1: question my parentage.
0: (laughs) And and then I love when she's like, that's the nicest offer. Anyone's ever made me. (laughs) That's the nicest offer I've had in a very long time. So cling on of her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Say that. Um, but then, uh, you know, she does ask for his advice on whether or not she should go through with this Day of mm-hmm. Honor ritual. And, you know, he kind of convinces her being the morale officer. And so she decides to do it and she begins to eat the blood pie, which yeah. that reaction did not look very good when she took Well, he,
1: bite. Yeah, she didn't seem like she liked the pie. But, but he says, I think traditions are good. Yeah. And I think family traditions are worth preserving. And yep. she says something about, you know, the rituals my mom taught me don't seem so hateful now that we're here in the Delta, like being far away. Yeah. Sometimes a little distance that, that moment resonated for me like a little distance from maybe the things that I was taught as a kid or um, you know, some of the traditions that I grew up with. Yeah. When I, when I have a little distance from it, things that I rejected when I was younger, Mm -hmm. but I have a little distance and I kind of go, Oh, maybe I see why that was a tradition. Maybe. Right maybe you know i kind of softened the thing so i i definitely connected to that idea that um as you have some distance you can appreciate things Mm -hmm. you know yeah um and he also touches her hand there's a moment where he reaches over neelix reaches over and kind of touches her physically touches her and i thought that was a nice detail Mm because she softens there and uh
0: Mhm. And you know, and, there's not a lot of scenes with those two together. No. With just those two. So that to me was sort of like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like this cuz I always like to see every variation. Of the yeah. series regulars together, every yeah. single variation, yeah. um, because it just adds a little variety, a little spice to life. And now we see this mm-hmm. combination of Neelix and Torres. So next we go to the caves. We, yeah. we uh,
1: jump to the caves. We're obviously on the holodeck. Stage and, 16. Um, stage 16. <laughs> <laughs> our classic cave set, Planet yeah. Hell. And, uh, and there's a uh, Balanas walking in. Mm-hmm. And there's a Klingon there who says, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you willing? Yeah. And uh, he starts going through the list of things that she's going to have to do. She's going to have to eat eat the heart of a sanctified targ. Mm-hmm. And so he offers her this piece of food, I guess, mm-hmm. which is part of the targ heart. Yeah. heart. And she uh, he says, this is going to bring you courage for the rest of this this, uh, tr- this ceremony. Yeah. So she does eat it. And then he hands her a drink, drink the monclos, um, Maklok, the Maklok. Muck- yes, yeah. Maklok, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, to honor Kalis, who built an empire. And uh, the is, greatest is a, Klingon warrior. Uh, ever. Yes, the greatest Klingon warrior, Kalis. And then he says, So, what have you done, Bolana? <laughs> what have you done to distinguish yourself? And uh, <sighs> you can see that she's like, She's not feeling good. She can't, she can't point to something that she is proud of, that she no. feels like she's done something to distinguish herself.
0: No. Can I rewind for a second? Yeah, On, sure. the, on the entrance of Kevin Stillwell's character, yes. the Klingon that comes in to mm-hmm. debrief her. So he, he says the typical Klingon greeting, which is kapla, but he doesn't pronounce it like that. He says kupla, so, and I sat there going, really? wow, yes. And I thought, Who, oh, why didn't they no. catch that? I mean, I, I'm really shocked. That koupla. nobody, like if I was on set, I would have said, hey, guys, it's, it's, it's ka-pla. kapla, not kupla. It's like he made a an oo And then I thought, okay, no. well, maybe there are variations of how you pronounce things because, you know, in the United States, you have different accents depending on what part of the country you're from. So maybe, maybe. in uh, on the Klingon homeworld, he's from a very northern part of, of the Klingon homeworld, and they say kupla instead of kapla. So I don't know, right? No, but that did I think, kind of.
1: I, I think that it's just that maybe Jesus and maybe the other. People on set were not tracking that, and and because there's Possible. no writers there, yeah, you know, to yeah. uh, to catch that, um. yeah.
0: But they could have caught it looping. They could have caught it in looping, it in looping yes, later. They but could've. they didn't do it they there. Could've. You have a couple of chances yeah. to correct, you know, incorrect uh, pronunciations, yeah. and it wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, so let's see, where did you take us? So she he, she drank the mutlock, and then he then says, now here are the rituals. The first yes. one, the ritual of twenty pain sticks, and then combat with a batleth master, mm-hmm. and then you must traverse the sulfur lagoons of Gorath. So there's these three things. And then, of course, these really scary things. And
1: she's like, nah, you know what? Never mind. I'm out of here. And she tries to leave. And then suddenly he grabs her and and there's some other Klingons show up. Yeah. It's like, where did they come from?
0: Well, there was one other guy earlier because he hands her the heart of TARG, right? Because like, first, you must eat the heart of TARG. And the guy comes off screen from nowhere. She
1: just she has a quick fight scene and bam, bam, bam. They're all down. And she, yeah. she beats
0: them all, and she's like, I'm out of here. But she does get hit with the pain sticks a few times. Yeah, she and does. Because I know Megan was like, wow, she cried. I mean, she yelped, you know, her, her. what am I trying to say? Her sounds that she's making while she's being uh, tortured are yeah. quite realistic. They're pretty good, you know. Yeah. She does it a good job of getting hurt nice or go. sounding like she's getting hurt. Suffering. Um, suffering, suffering like yeah. Her, you, her sounds of suffering are beautiful. You did perfect suffering, yeah. Garrett. You did I did too. I, I suffered well. You did. Yes. And that's why I felt that Kim and Torres could have suffered well together, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I understand. It's never going to happen after this episode. <laughs> not after this, this episode. It it's not that's happening. Great. I know. I know. It's so sad. So she leaves, she leaves the holiday simulation. Yeah. And of course we find her later in her quarters. That's when Paris comes in and, um, and Paris starts cleaning up. He starts like, yeah, folding he's her folding laundry. a piece of clothing. So I don't know what is going on there. Also, I am I am not a fan of either Harry or Tom's hair in this episode. I don't know oh, what's really? going, something weird is going on with Tom's hair in this in this scene. Uh, it didn't look like the normal Tom's hair that I'm used to. So I didn't think like me. Tom's
1: makeup looked the same too. I looked very yeah. puffy and like yep. I had
0: yep. I had like bags
1: under my eyes. It was yeah. very strange.
0: Yeah, it was puffier. And then why are you folding her clothing? I mean, I do, maybe that's a well, nervous reaction that you yeah. have. Tom Maybe hat? it was
1: like a, a tender, like hey, let me take care of you. Yeah, he comes in trying to, you know, t- trying to be supportive and helpful. Uh, okay, I get, I get the, I get the folding, you know. No, okay, up all stuff. right, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because she's kind of made a mess of the place, and he's I'll, like, I'll buy that. Trying to calm it, you know. I'll buy pull that. things together. Mm-hmm. But here's <laughs> what I didn't like: I start yelling at her. Well, no, like, she started yelling at you, though. Well, she starts yelling, but then I start yelling back, and I just wish. Like Paris got really easily butthurt in this scene. <laughs> I was just like, why is he getting so sensitive? Like she's the one that's having a bad awful day. He should just lighten up about it. I don't know. I felt like I felt like at the end of that scene, Paris was the jerk because wow. she's, having a, she's having a bad awful day. And I don't care if she's being like snappy or whatever. I should have just been cooler and uh
0: played it a little cooler. So I don't know yeah, man. Yeah. I mean you already you already had to deal with her in engineering. Yeah. Tom already yeah. had to deal with no, her clearly in engineering. They had a, so, a dinner date and they and, and he had helped her and and it's building. Was, I think yeah. it's building. And so you know, I think your anger or your 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 voice volume being higher was justified. But if you not see good. it as being, it did pull you out. I wish I could have a little, it, it have been you, a little right? calmer about okay. it. Like you would have tweaked little a little less. Bit. Yeah. A little less taking it personally. Yeah. So. You could have been firm, but not yelling at her.
1: Right. Yeah, okay. yeah
0: exactly. Eh, exactly. Makes sense. Exactly. Makes sense.
1: Okay. But yeah, they, they, uh, he's like, you know what? Forget it. Like you're a jerk and you're pissed off and you're yeah. being, you're being a jerk. So <laughs> forget it. And uh, so they have a little fight. We go to the ready room Again, this this alien makeup I thought was amazing. Really different. A briefing room now.
0: Briefing room, not the ready room.
1: Uh, yeah. Briefing room, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we see the hands. Um, he's begging for help. Mm-hmm. Um, Neelix sticks up for Voyager, has a moment where Neelix is like, you know what? These people are very generous. And if we gave stuff to everybody, like we'd have, they'd have nothing. And they have to also think of themselves. And Janeway says, thanks, Neelix, but you know what? I'm going to give these guys stuff. I'm going to give them what they're asking for. Yeah. We kind of have this very this nice moment of Janeway, yeah, clearly sacrificing things that are that are you know putting mm-hmm. our crew at risk, but she's willing to do it. She's being making a very kind gesture.
0: Yeah. Now this is Loomis, right? This is this isn't yes. Ramen. This is Loomis now. I think in this room, I think
1: it's got to be Loomis right? still. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think
0: um, so. Well, no, no well, Raman was the first person we see, and then now Loomis. Yes. Okay. Yes. This um, is this is. Yeah, I think this is the, the other character. The and other guy. I just I just my notes were look, he's trying to guilt us into giving supplies. Oh, and yeah. it's like, what the heck? I mean, you guys are as desperate as you are. You should be grateful for anything that anybody can provide you guys. But no, he didn't care. Not at all.
1: No, they, he was like, well, looks to me like you guys are living the life of luxury here. Mm-hmm. Like This looks pretty fancy compared mm-hmm. to us. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's when he sticks up. It's a, it's a nice scene, but I, I particularly like that, that Janeway went above and beyond being
0: generous, She did. You know? She didn't have to do that, but she did. Yeah. Um. Uh, we go to the
1: hallway. We mm-hmm. see Paris and Seven walking, which I, yeah. I didn't have a lot of scenes with Jerry, uh, Jerry Ryan. Right. So um, Very
0: rare. I was shocked. I was like, oh, look, yeah, they're very, together.
1: Very rare that Paris and Seven were together. And this was right. very early on, which is, it was a weird scene to me, I got to say. Okay. Um, because he was sort of written a little extra friendly. And I was like, it, is, it, is that because yeah. they didn't know if seven if um if if Bellana and Paris were gonna be together and they wanted Paris and, and Seven to potentially have I I I don't know. It was a, it was a strange cause he's got these was, lines like mm-hmm. you know, if
0: you ever need somebody it, it, I, I wrote it down. You. I wrote it down. Here's your it's, line. If there's any way I mean, let me do it in your voice. Hold on. Yes. <clears throat> if there's any way I, that I can help you adjust to your life here on Voyager, please ask me. So that's what you say. And it's and the way you say it is almost flirtatious, you know, that's what I'm and saying, then right? when you walk yeah. away. She gives you an eyebrow raise, like she just checked you out. And I'm like, what really? is happening right here?
1: Yeah. So she has no like, idea mm. that Belana and Tom are the shit. And she, <laughs> but and so. my my uh, issues,
0: my issues with this scene uh, begin with Tuvok is walking Loomis down, down the hallway. Randomly down. The and he's hall. like, And what about her? What is she? And he's like, Oh, well she's human who used to be bored you didn't have to tell him that you didn't have to go there especially when
1: you know know that, that the they... board destroyed yeah. like their entire yeah it's existence tuvok,
0: tuvok should have been smarter than tuvok that tuvok just stuck his vulcan foot in his vulcan mouth and i was, and was like what are you doing
1: awkward like yeah. you know running into them and then having yeah.
0: tuvok sort of awkwardly
1: drag him away yeah I don't know. I, it was i
0: didn't,
1: I didn't totally. love that scene yeah obviously. and the blocking
0: he's grabbing his arm no. and then you grab seven's arm but this yeah. is when i noticed Look how big your hand is in relation to her torso, her arm. And I just I don't recall Jerry Ryan having that slender of a torso. I mean, she has a very slender arm It's not about slender upper torso.
1: It's about the it's the it's the masculinity of these hands. (laughs) It's the it's the it's the strength and the the power (laughs) of these hands. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> <sorry>. yeah, <laughs> I noticed the same thing. You know I did, I I you did notice my hand sweet. sort of grab her yes. arm to whisk her away to safety, yes. like yes. I was her personal bodyguard or something. Right. Yes, it just felt like we were setting up something more than friends, which I yeah, found. I was, I was awkward.
0: Very perplexed awkward by Very perplexed by that. Scene. Agreed. I'm like, where are you guys going with this? Okay.
1: Yeah, it just was a. it was a weird, yeah. especially in this episode of yeah. all places, it's like And you
0: know what else didn't track? After you tell her, look, I'm there for whatever you need You walk away from her But the next scene, you're both in engineering So clearly you're both heading to engineering To kind of do this uh, Test on this transwarp conduit And so then why the heck are you walking ahead of her and leaving her? It did not track whatsoever because no. the next time you see it, uh, everybody, you're in engineering and, and we're in engineering
1: in the next scene. Yes. And Paris is supposed to be there observing and Taurus yeah. and Vorak and seven are all, and you're right next you know, to seven. Trying to you're test. Actually, yes. Yeah. And we're supposed to, and, and they're testing the trans warp modifications on the, mm-hmm. on the warp core. Mm-hmm. And Janeway is, um, you know, on, on, uh, on the comm, And she's like, all right, let's get this to warp two. We get yeah. the, we kind of start things going, testing this transwarp modification. Yeah. And then um, they initiate this test, and the tachyon matrix starts
0: malfunctioning. It starts leaking and, uh, into the warp core. Right. Big problem. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's a transwarp corridor or something. We have to open the transwarp corridor. Yeah. And, um, and we're trying to achieve speeds faster than normal warp with this yeah. warp technology, but obviously, it starts to break down. The warp core mm. starts to melt down, basically. There's yeah. a tachyon leak or something.
0: Yeah. That's right.
1: And uh, B'Elanna's like, we've got to eject the warp core. Like she's well, having- first a- she
0: says, we have to evacuate the yep. engineering, right? She sends everybody out except, and you, she, and Seven's like, no, I can help. She says, no, get out. And then yeah. you go, I can help. And she's like, get out. And then you go, no, I outrank you. And I thought, wait a minute, wait yeah. a minute. Paris is Lieutenant junior grade. Torres is full lieutenant. How do you outrank her? I don't uh, understand that. No. So,
1: dun, dun, dun. I just, I just. Um,
0: did you just I, figure that out yourself? I just
1: brain faked her out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I did. You're right. I don't outrank her. No, I, not at all.
0: To use Star Wars terminology, you used a Jedi mind trick on her. I just Jedi mind trick her. <laughs> Yes, did. you did. Oh my Lord. I did. Yeah. They stay and try try to fix it together,
1: but it doesn't work. And they Mm -hmm. have to run and escape. And as they're running out, Torres is ejecting the warp core, which we've never done on our show.
0: It's very sad that we had to do
1: that. It's (laughs) very sad. We're ejecting (laughs) the warp core. What?
0: We're basically ejecting the engine of our vehicle. You know, it's like, see ya. Bye bye. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is
1: the worst day. In fact, she says this is the worst (laughs) worst day
0: of day of her life. Yes. Yep. Oh my goodness. Okay. So now we're in the shuttle uh, because Janeway is basically told Paris uh, at Torres to be in a shuttle together to go get that warp core back, you know, go find Mm -hmm. it. And so now this is the, they give each other these sideways glances like oh great now we've got to spend time together in the shuttle together after we've argued um but they arrive at the sh- at the ejected warp core and they realize mm-hmm. guess what the katadi are here and they're trying to tractor beam this warp core for themselves yeah. so Taurus tries to disrupt the tractor beam with a particle beam and it's and they, working it's working yep, and they warn the shuttle they're like yep. back off don't yep. do this we're going to fire on you yep. so then they send an antimatter pulse back through our particle beam, which then starts um, affecting the structural integrity of the shuttle. Of the shuttle. Mm -hmm. Whole breach imminent. Paris is
1: like, we gotta get out of here. They go to the back. We cut outside for a minute to space. We come back a second later and they're already in their spacesuits. They yeah. <laughs> got in the spacesuits
0: pretty fast. You are quick changers. We are really yeah. quick changers. And But the distress call doesn't work, right? So you're like, let's call, send a distress call to Voyager yep. before we beam out. But communications are down, comms are down, and they beam out in their environmental suits. Yep. Gone. Yep. They watch the shuttle explode. And then e- even in space, when there's a possibility that you may not be rescued, you're still being tom paris when she says uh when you uh, yeah torres says to you let me access your controls and you say i thought you'd never ask yes ma'am kind of a thing right and And she's uh, like do you have to do this yes like can't you then I write down, you guys do a weird space dance. Like somehow you guys have to do this rumba in order for you to hand her your forearm well, to touch It was the
1: interesting watching this. I thought um, Jesus did a phenomenal job because, mm-hmm. you know, this is back in the 90s and we didn't have an unlimited budget. So to figure out a way to film two people floating in space was a real puzzle. And they came up with some really simple um, ways for us to do it those suits were really tricky because we had the, the giant, I I do remember those, the, the hard cases that went over our heads and they have fans in them to keep the glass from fogging up, Mm -hmm. but the fans are noisy inside there. So you can't hear each other. So you're kind of looking at lips and they did have a little comtech, which is like a a headphone or whatever built into the, to the, um, the helmet so that I could hear. Roxanne talking because I couldn't hear her. Right. We were two feet apart, but I couldn't hear a word she said without the microphone amplification because the fans were going. So, yeah.
0: um, Can you talk to the fans a little Can you tell the fans a little bit about the setup of those um, scenes in terms of when you're in the environmental suits, were you on stage nine? Were you on a rig? Were you on wires? How did that work? We were
1: on rigs. We never, I don't recall us ever being on wires. Okay. Um, I think we were on sort of, teeter-totters that sort of had we could stand on something like there was a thing that would raise us up okay and it had a backrest kind of thing so we could get strapped in safely okay because it would sort of tilt they could float us around uh, and okay. they could move it a little side to side and so um, we'd have to strap our waist into that thing and then we'd have to lift one leg up so we'd sort of be standing, yeah, on this platform. But then yep. we'd, I we'd, we'd only stand on one foot because our waist was was, um, you know, um, stabilized. Correct. And we could lift one leg up and sort of stick it out, so it looked like there was one foot sort of floating, floating in space. And then okay. we'd we'd sort of move our bodies around. So there was that rig. There was a different rig that rotated like a like a turntable okay where, where we floated around and that yeah. that was just for above the waist stuff so that as as our body sort of floated around we okay. get those shots they had a couple different rigs that we had yeah. to do it was very slow very time consuming I remember right. these helmets were a big pain in the ass yeah. and the noise and you know the yeah. fan noise and hearing dialogue it was very very slow
0: yeah. And, uh, and the times that I've worn that environmental suit, they're just not comfortable. They no. really, they're painful actually to wear. It's just painful because they're so rigid. There's no flexibility whatsoever. Yeah. Um, they're not, they're not really made custom made for each Voyager actor. You know what I'm saying? They had yeah. a set number of these environmental suits and it, it was almost like a one size fit all they, they might've had a small, a medium and a large, you know what I'm saying? And you had to hopefully fit in well to that. And, mm-hmm. um, but I do want to ask you: When you were on that one rig, where the where your back was sort of connected to that, you know, um, it was supported or stabilized? Yeah. The rig itself was doing all the movement I feel to make like the move, or and I,
1: or maybe the camera tilted. They did okay. have a they did have the camera on this thing that would sort of tilt. So right. Okay. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe it didn't. Maybe it just went up and down, and then the camera floated side to side, so it Got made you. it look like we were we were floating. Yeah you know, and, yeah. uh, but she and I were on separate things. So they would sort of, you know, I would float up and she would float down. Oh, I and, see. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't yeah. on the same, but then when yeah. we were on the turntable, that was one rig we were both on so that we both turned around. Yeah. I think there were two different rigs okay. that, we, that we shot on. Yeah. And I think it was, I feel like it was a green screen background, but it okay. might've been in the closeups. It might've been, a solid black... The Starfield? You know, Starfield. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I, I, it was a combination of a lot of things. I know yeah. it was really... It was it was very tedious and
0: very slow. And right. we had a
1: lot of pages. I feel like we were up there for a couple of days. You
0: guys had a lot of dialogue. and But the end result looked great. For the 90s, it looked very good. And for it the limited really budget, I, I, I thought they did a good job.
1: I really did. And I thought the way that Jesus sort of framed some of the wide shots, so we were just down in the bottom of the corner... It was very unconventional for the time. You know? Yes. Now I think that would not be, people wouldn't wouldn't um, think that was so different or unusual, but that was right. very unusual to frame things in kind of an unconventional way like that.
0: Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, so let's jump forward to Janeway's Ready Room. Mm-hmm. This is where Janeway is questioning Seven about the accident in engineering. And Seven realizes that Janeway is suspicious of her, like, Many other people. She's crew like, members. you see
1: me as a threat, don't mm-hmm. you? Yeah, all she right. gets
0: it. right She away. gets it. Yep. yep. But, uh, you know, Seven is quite emphatic about the fact that she had nothing to do with this accident. Nothing and at all. She says,
1: by the way, she says there were no lies uh, on the board cube. There were right. no secrets. No deceit.
0: Yeah. No deceit. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. understand this.
1: Like, right. I, I'm not capable of this.
0: Correct. Correct. And so, you know, then you then you start thinking, wow, so as bad as the Borg are, as much as you want to stay away from the Borg, they do have some redeeming quality you know? yeah, And for sure.
1: but and Seven also says to Janeway in the scene, she starts to to say, you know, even though I think you know I've observed your crew is in, inefficient and they're contentious, mm-hmm. they're still capable of these surprising acts of compassion. Yes. Says. Yes. And she doesn't, she's kind of amazed by that. Yeah. And Janeway is is really pleased that seven is, is noticing humanity that she's starting to recognize humanity.
0: Yes. Well, Um, she's amazed by one, what, because of one thing, her entire life as a Borg has always been take, take, take assimilation mm -hmm. is taking somebody right. yeah, And not about give, give. And because compassion Mm -hmm. or kindness is giving of yourself to somebody else. So that's what, what's so shocking to this Borg now human. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
1: so we have this scene where she's like, "I did not do this," mm-hmm. and um, and basically they leave the scene with Jamie going. Well, we still got to find out who caused this tachyon leak, right? Yeah, uh, we go back to space, and um, and Paris and and B'lana are having a really nice conversation like there, there's nothing else yeah. for them to
0: do they're stuck right. they're gonna it's small talk right now about the yeah. academy space Tug- simulation Tug- space uh-huh. walks right uh-huh. um and that's when that ion turbulence hits them which then compromises tom's space suit which then starts, yeah yes, and then torres t- oxygen torres then gives her oxygen to share with with Tom, mm-hmm. and then she realizes her suit is damaged as well. Typically, each environmental suit should have twenty-four hours of oxygen, but only half hour is left. And this really reminded me of the episode where Tom and Harry had the suits on and were lacking oxygen. This this happens later, yeah. and of course, we haven't reviewed that episode yet. But it was very similar to that.
1: Yeah. So we we go out of that scene with Bellana and Tom losing oxygen mm-hmm. and there's a ticking clock now yeah um again i thought this stuff in the in the spacesuits the way it was covered by jesus was wonderful mm-hmm. marvin lit it beautifully photographed yeah. it great i Good thought job it was cinem- cinematic it was super mm-hmm. cool yeah. i love some of the reflections in the yes you'd see even in glass the yes the reflections of each other and yeah yeah it was super cool Agreed. um we go back to the ready room seven has found the cause there were yeah. these fluctuations in the warp power and basically it was an accident seven can prove that there was no that seven didn't do it that that there's no bad guy here um that it was just purely uh, an an accident
0: just an accident
1: and, and then yeah. chakotay comes in and said they picked up this carrier wave with the starfleet signature and they think it's tom and balana but they're aren't getting a response. So right. um, we know Tom and B'Elanna are running out of oxygen. Now they've picked up on their their uh, carrier wave. And we go back onto the bridge and there's an armada of Katadi ships at this point. Mm-hmm. There are 27 ships.
0: Yeah, which is probably uh, all that's left of the Katati, right? All so that's, that's left. Yeah, Everyone's together.
1: They're pretty desperate and they're trying to blackmail us basically. Yeah. With this. They've portable. got the warp core yeah. that we had to eject yeah um and they're saying give us food and weapons and your entire supply of thorium and give us that borg give us give us that seven of nine Mm -hmm. and that's the only way otherwise we have 27 ships and even though we're weak Mm -hmm. we're gonna fight you yeah so um yeah Yeah. so we go we go back to space and now tom and balan are really running out of oxygen yeah and um Bolana says something about, you know, I can't believe the day of honor is the day that
0: I'll die. Yeah, which and, then reminded me of the pilot episode where Harry goes, I can't believe this is my first mission and I'm going to die. Like yeah. So I was like, look at that. Yeah. So many similarities between yeah. Kim and Torres. So Paris is, low- Paris is lowering it's the oxygen. It's over, dude. I know, I know. It's over. I can't take it. I don't want to take this. Oh, I can't take this standing. Okay, so Paris lowers the oxygen ratio. That's This is to give them more minutes, right? Yes. A few more minutes. And um, I love that. The description that torres gave of what yes. her first
1: impression She used to think that he was an arrogant self-absorbed pig
0: what's the acronym for that asp no asap like ASAP? as soon as possible as ASAP. As ASAP. Yeah.
1: and and she said now i just think you're a stubborn domineering pig
0: an sdp <laughs> <laughs> i like it. Um, asap she also
1: says you know and then she and then she catches herself she says there i go again i'm pushing people away
0: yeah she acknowledges and that you're right. She, she acknowledges realizes. that Paris was right. Pushes yeah. it away. Yeah. Yeah. And, she, and, and Paris, she's
1: starting to get very authentic here. It's a really yeah. nice scene. Well,
0: you're authentic too, because you actually stick up for her. You're sitting yeah. here saying, Paris, uh, you say, you know, well, that's, this is your way of not getting hurt. You know, this is your defense mechanism. Yeah. Um, and she's just, yeah, but she totally opens up and she, yeah, she never tor- see this authenticity from Torres in, before this, right? And for it's her to super say, tender because yeah. he
1: kind of, he tells her, shh. Yeah. Quiet down. Quiet down. Stop yeah. saying. Stop beating yourself up. Right. And he goes in, and we finish with the, with him just kind of going and hugging her, embracing, in yeah. the, embracing her in the spacesuit. It's a beautiful image and yeah. very tender. And. Yeah. I, I, I love it. It's, it's awesome.
0: Yeah. And her line, what a coward I am. is just, you know, to be able to be so, you know, She's very introspective vulnerable. And, and vulnerable. It's and very much self-critical is, is
1: it's the day of honor. It's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, look you're right, back you're on right. your, you're look right. back on your life and say, Hey, how can I be better? Where have I not been? Mm-hmm. You know, risen to the standards that I want for myself—the right. truth of who I want to be. Mm-hmm. She's she's actually doing the Day of Honor right yeah. now. She's doing it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We go to the we go to the bridge. Chakotay's like, "Let's fight these guys. Right. Let's fight them."
0: But, but you uh, just forgot the most important thing. Harry Kim has a line. Okay, this is where finally, Harry Kim has a line. Okay? Finally,
1: <laughs> Harry's been kind of quiet this episode. Yeah,
0: and I don't understand. Do you think Harry was trying to say, Look, I don't like seven either. Let's give him seven. Because he says, He says, we, maybe we need to give them something. And it's just like, so kind of like, What's, you know, I, I don't know my, what my point of view was when I was there. Yeah. You know, I feel like I had so few lines that I didn't do enough research into the before and the after and really getting into this script, you know? So I kind of yeah. just went, blah, blah, blah. I just said it. And it didn't really come off with any type of intention. I
1: yeah, I don't I don't know that that was necessary that you had to
0: okay. do
1: right. any more work. I mean, I, I I feel like he was kind of saying, Yeah, we gotta figure something out. We yeah, gotta yeah. give them something. Yeah. And you know, maybe there's something But besi- I didn't think it was give them seven. I thought okay. it was something else. Like what right. can we come up with? Because then seven well, offers to go. Right. And she and volunteers this, herself. Yeah. And and yeah. this is an important moment because Janeway says, No, you're part of this crew now. We're not, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're just like us, Yeah, which I think is significant that yeah. Janeway says that.
0: So she prepares to fight, but that's when yep. Seven suggested, well, we'll hold on, this, this might not be necessary. Um, I can design an energy matrix that can produce uh, thorium in large quantities, because as a Borg, I have the memory that this mm-hmm. race needs thorium to power <laughs> everything. Yeah, And because they were assimilated, the people that have the knowledge to create thorium are now assimilated. They're gone, but she remembers everything. But right? she's got
1: it because she was part of the collective.
0: That's right. And that's when Jane, Jamie's
1: like, well, why didn't you say this before? And yeah. Seven kind of very innocently says, I've never thought of giving things away. Always. I've never thought of helping mm. other people. Yeah. The Borg don't ever think of giving technology away, only assimilating. Assimilating. It's it. kind of what you said before. Right, right. So this is one of those moments where we kind of realize that, that Seven is is growing and changing and, and well,
0: she's reverting to her true human self, which is yeah. having an unexpected act of kindness, which yeah. is what Janeway talks about yeah. the strength of this crew and of, of the humanity of this crew. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: So we have a moment with the Katati um, leader where seven is showing him the thorium generator. And Are we in the
0: science station? I think we're in the science station. I think station. we're in the science station okay. or engineering. It
1: was hard to tell from that mm. shot, yep. but uh, he, he says, thank you. And he lets them go. He says, "We're not going to basically, we're not going to fight you. Or, yeah. We're not going to go to war."
0: Thank Seven you. says, "You're welcome to him, right?" Which yeah, was like, she says, Whoa. "You're welcome." Yeah, and Janeway is very pleased after Seven walks out. Janeway realizes huh, oh, it's she's happening. Had an, she's, she's had
1: an, a human experience of yes, compassion, yes, and generosity and giving, mm-hmm. not just
0: taking. So that's yeah. great.
1: Yeah, um, we go back out to, out to space, and they are uh, Tom and, and Belan
0: are hugging, floating in space, running out of oxygen. What well, Torres and, wakes Paris up, and Paris says, "I was having a dream." So Megan asked me to ask you, "What was your dream?" I was dreaming
1: about the cookies at Crab Service, the peanut butter cookies.
0: <laughs> at crab service. That's I what I love. Okay, those that's peanut what butter Robbie, cookies. That's what Robbie Duncan McNeil was dreaming about. But what was Tom <laughs> Paris dreaming about? Tom Paris was dreaming about. How
1: much he loved Balon. <laughs> but I was dreaming about the peanut butter cookies at Craft Service. I think you would remember about those. It. Do you remember those peanut butter I, cookies? Of
0: course. Of course. Oh I my all God. All the snacks at Craft Services. Those those snacks those really were, were the death so of us. It, 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 we'll talk about this later when we all gained weight, but the craft services and those cookies were too good to not. They non- had
1: good eat. peanut butter cookies. They really That's did. That's all I remember. They really, really That's do. probably what I was dreaming.
0: Of. No, I think you were dreaming about naked Bolians. What was that crazy line you had in that one episode where uh, Seska comes back? You talk about. I thought you know it's not like you were you were, yeah, <laughs> uh, because you were at you were telling her about she was she had kind of stood you up right, uh, oh yeah, to, to a dinner date or something else, and and uh, and you were like, well, I was I was thinking, was she saying the naked Bolian line or was it you who said remember. that? It was very very funny. So, maybe it was a naked bullion. Maybe it was a naked
1: bullion. Could Possibly. have been. Possibly. Could have been. Yes. Um, um, go ahead. But we're, we're, yeah, we're running out of oxygen. She wakes me up mm-hmm. and she says she's got something to say to me. Yeah. And she says, I've been a coward about everything, everything that really matters. Yeah. And I
0: have to tell you the truth. And also that she would die without honor and that now yes. that really bothers her. You know, before yeah. she didn't really care about this cultural significance traditions of being half klingon but now it means something but then what is the truth that she has to tell you she says i love you and what do you say in return nothing nothing okay Uh, why don't i say anything i don't know what you were doing i was i was angry at you uh, or your character like what are you doing dude and then she even says to she, she's cueing you. Don't say you have something. something to say. She goes, yes. say something. And why you didn't say, I say it back? I just no, go in and
1: hug her. No, I think no it was you dying. You,
0: no, your line was this. She goes, say. So, she goes, I love you. And she goes, you say nothing. And she says, say something. And you say, you picked a great time to tell me. That's all oh, that's you right. say. And I was like, <laughs> but but then
1: I, you picked a great time to tell me. I'm looking at her, and then I sort of fall. We both sort of fall you asleep. We embrace and yeah. we die. We are basically yeah. are out of oxygen. You're, yes. Oxygen's gone. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we get a call, Tom, Tom. Yeah. It's
0: Captain. It's Janeway. Janeway to Tom. Or something. <laughs> and then and I she sort says, of "Open my eyes." <laughs> Right. But yeah. she says, prepare to beam aboard. At which point, Megan go, Megan says to me, uh, prepare as if they're busy doing something. Like, what do they, what do they need to do to prepare? They're yeah. ready. Yeah. So yeah what else of, are we going to do? Yeah. What else are you going to do right now? Um, I and can't then believe I didn't aboard.
1: say it back. Yeah. And then ah, I wish beam out.
0: I was shocked. Yeah. Did you recall that you did say that? No. I thought we both did. Yeah. I did too, to be perfectly I really honest. Did. I thought this was the, the moment of her saying, I love you. And you say, I love you back. Yeah. And now we're a couple. But you totally. Just kind of ghost her on that one. You're just. I kind of do.
1: I kind of do. Mom's the word. Did you have a theme for this episode?
0: Yeah, I think uh, you know. Well, the day of honor theme. uh, Number one, I think. I think that's something that everybody can take time to do: is just reassess their life. You know, in the last week, yeah, an honest assessment of your life. Right, in the last week, the last month, the last year. Pick your time frame and just Mm -hmm. see is this something that you're proud of? You know, are you, are you happy with all the choices that you've made? Right. Um, My other theme is that, that everybody will have a worst day ever. Everybody will have something where, when it rains, it pours, where you, you just can't understand one thing after the other happens that is negative. Right. But, because of that, uh, the fact that everyone does have that, you you have to persevere and you have to get past that and realize that this isn't somebody trying to, you know, out to get you or, or this is uh-huh. the universe or God hating you or whatever you want to believe in. It's truly... That sometimes it just happens that way, yeah. right? And you got to roll with the roll with the flow. Yes. go with bad, the flow.
1: Bad days are part of life. Day- like exactly, suffering. Yeah, everybody suffers. In some you got to take the
0: you got to take the bad with the good. Okay, yeah. So that's the the other theme. Um, and then I think, um, I guess that's main my main two themes. I had a third theme. Maybe when you're talking about elaborating well, your theme, I'll come. With
1: my that. theme is. Very similar. It's about Mm. it's kind of a day of honor theme as well. Yeah. I I wrote down, don't be afraid of an honest look at your choices Mm -hmm. and be brave enough to do things differently in the future. And that's the theme. I mean, it's a it's a day of honor lesson. It's like look at yourself and what you've done in the past and be willing to try something different. Be brave. And 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 um, you know, Balana was brave. Yeah. I mean, you know, took Getting close to death for her to be brave enough to to be vulnerable and share her feelings and and uh, take a look at. At all of that, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's for me that was that was that day of honor sort of lesson of looking at your life and and being willing to make different decisions in the future.
0: Oh, my other third theme is don't be afraid to fall in love. Yeah, you know, don't push people away to the point like she's pushing you away, pushing you away. And you know, people always say it's better to have love and loss than to have never loved at all right yeah then i do agree with that you have to take that chance if it's in front of you why not the main reason people push people away is because it's a defense mechanism they're afraid of the rejection that may happen they're afraid that this relationship might go south right well that's part of life yeah maybe it will go south maybe it won't but you'll never know if you don't give it a chance right so give love a chance is my other theme for this one i like it yeah i like it all right Okay. What's well, next week? Next week, I, yes. I had written it down and now I've completely forgotten it. Okay, here <laughs> it is. Next week, our episode will be
1: Nemesis. N- Nemesis is our next episode. Okay. I thought this episode, Day of Honor, was really, really good. Good. This was fun to watch.
0: Give me a 1 to 10 rating. Um,
1: I would give this a
0: 7.5. Nice. Probably.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would give um, it a seven point five.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a seven. I'll go a little bit lower than you. Um, okay. that's mainly because I only had two lines. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next week when Robbie and I talk about nemesis. See
1: you next week. Bye.